Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas and this is the Rightly Designed Show. Today I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about a subject that comes up time and time again as I'm working with new clients. And that is, what type of WordPress theme should I choose? This typically happens because through one avenue or another, somebody typically finds out that WordPress is going to be a pretty good option for uh, hosting, managing, and maintaining their website, which is true. I definitely recommend WordPress out of all the different frameworks and systems I've used. WordPress has stuck. It's by far the most popular. It's become the most easy to use, and the features and security and everything revolved uh, within WordPress itself is improving on a weekly basis. You can go back to uh, rightlydesignedshow.com. I actually dedicated an episode to WordPress and why if you're not using WordPress, you would want to consider using it. But for the sake of this episode, I'm going to just assume that WordPress is your uh, platform of choice and you're now just trying to determine what type of WordPress theme you should use. So again, as I mentioned, this is something that comes up time and time again when I'm working with individual clients. And the reason is pretty simple and straightforward, totally understandable. The reason is because there is literally thousands, if not millions of themes out there. There's just so many WordPress themes to choose from. There's also, in addition to a lot of different themes to choose from, there's a lot of different places to get themes uh, to choose from. So different theme libraries. There's things like Theme Forest. There's places like the WordPress.org repository, which has in and of itself thousands of free themes. So understandably, it's a little bit overwhelming to determine what type of WordPress theme you should choose. So what I'm going to talk about today is three primary types of WordPress themes. Three different directions that you can go. Each of them have their own pros and cons. And they're going to be, each one's going to be better fit for each specific use and each specific brand or company or organization or individual. And those three types of WordPress themes are these. Number one, a pre-built or templated WordPress theme. This one's by far going to be the most common, the place where most people start. And it's just a pre-built WordPress theme, exactly as you would imagine. It's something that you purchase and you customize on your own, and then you're up and running to uh, up and running and ready to go, depending on how complex and uh, or how easy the WordPress theme is to customize and to use. The third, there, the second one I'll take a I'll take a moment to talk about is something called a child theme which is taking a pre-existing, pre-designed, templated WordPress theme and customizing it beyond what its native customization options uh, allow. And this one requires a developer. So it requires somebody who knows PHP who can create this child theme for you if you don't already know how to do coding on your own. And the third also requires coding, and that is a completely custom-built WordPress theme. A WordPress theme that is built from the ground up specifically to the uh, specifications, to the functionality, and to the style that you require. Okay, so let's start with the first one, which is a pre-built WordPress theme. And as I mentioned, this is probably the most common 
And usually it's the first step that people take when they're setting up a WordPress site for the very first time. This is pretty understandable because when you're starting out, it's going to be, number one, it's going to be the most affordable. Number two, generally speaking, it's also going to be the fastest. It's, it's usually going to be the most fastest way to get up and running. And number three, most of the time it's going to be the easiest. So it's going to be the least complicated. There's going to be the least put into it um, and that sort of thing. So those are kind of the three main advantages to doing a pre-built WordPress theme. But within a pre-built WordPress theme, there's a lot of different things to take into consideration. First of all, do you want to get a free WordPress theme or do you want to get what's known to known as, as a premium WordPress theme? Free obviously being free, premium typically meaning that you have to pay for it. Then if you decide you want to go for a premium WordPress theme, well, how premium do you want to go? And within those premium WordPress themes, what should you be looking for? Uh, in the theme that you want to get for your particular needs. So in the free themes, which is where a lot, of, a lot of people start when they're just experimenting with WordPress. Now, I typically recommend if you're going to be going through the, uh, through the pains and the troubles and the difficulty of creating a WordPress website that's self-hosted, which by the way, these, all the solutions that I'm talking about today would require a self-hosted WordPress site, which would require you to get hosting I typically re uh, recommend, uh, this is a total side note, but I typically recommend a place called Media Temple and their WordPress hosting. If you want to check that out, I do have an affiliate link that you're more than welcome to use. Uh, that's just rightlydesigned.com slash Media Temple. Definitely recommend checking that out. It's fast, super easy to use, and easy to set up. Great support. But all those things aside, it does require a, a web host. So this does not include things that are sites that are built within WordPress.com, which is WordPress's free option where they handle the hosting for you. So again, if you're going to go through the trouble of setting up a WordPress host, uh, it's going to be worth your while, I would say most of the time, to at least purchase one of the lower end or the lower tiered or the more affordable premium WordPress themes. And the reason I say that is because if you're purchasing a theme, most of the time, there's going to be support that's included in that. There's going to be extra features. And you're generally going to get a, a theme that's going to be a higher quality than that, uh, which is available for free. Uh, the free ones, it's kind of a, a bit of a gamble. You have to do quite a bit of searching and kind of, you know, wading through the, you know, the chaff to find, you know, for the wheat type situation. And again, it's just time consuming and generally speaking, uh, paying for a theme is going to be worth your while. Okay, so if you are going to go for a premium WordPress theme, there are, as I mentioned, tons and tons of options. You can go to a place like ThemeForest that has, I think, like 6,000 plus themes that you can choose from, which again, there's a lot of them. There's also a place that I'll be talking uh, about a little bit more at length in future episodes called Notable Themes. And Notable Themes is actually a site that I am personally involved with and founding. And it's a place that will be offering premium WordPress themes. Right now, we don't have very many themes up and running, but in the near future, we will. And Notable Themes will just be focused on creating niche-specific, easy-to-customize premium WordPress themes. Um, but one of the things I would just recommend when you are looking for a premium WordPress theme is to key, is to look for ones that are niche specific to some degree or they're just really easy to set up because when you're going for a premium WordPress theme 
a lot of times you're just looking for, you know, ease of use. You're trying to get up and running as quickly as possible. So what I would recommend you stay away from, and this is going to sound strange because they're extremely popular these days, I recommend staying away from multi-purpose WordPress themes. A multi-purpose WordPress theme is a WordPress theme where it's got tons and tons and tons of features. So it's got whole bunches of different types of, you know, post or content types. And then it's got, you know, specific dragon, tons of drag and drop editors and page builders and 50 different templates to, you know, page templates to choose from within that theme and, you know, 20 different icon sets and just tons of stuff. There's, there's a saying when it comes to developing apps or software or WordPress themes. If your theme does everything, then it does nothing well. And that is exactly what happens when you buy one of these premium WordPress themes that are quote unquote multi-purpose that do everything. So what I can tell you from personal experience, I've worked with a number of clients in the past who weren't really interested in having me, you know, build a fully custom theme for them or do a child theme. They just wanted me to set up one of these multi-purpose themes for them. By the time I was finished with the project, I found that I could have developed a custom WordPress theme in less time than it would have taken me to go through, than it, than it actually took me to go through the process of setting up one of these pre-built, um, completely multi-purpose, you know, drag and drop WordPress themes. And the reason is because you have to spend a lot of time just to figure out how it works. And you have to hop back and forth between, you know, clicking, you know, making your changes, hitting update, opening a new tab, making, uh, wait, waiting for it to refresh, that sort of thing. And then on top of that, when they pack tons and tons and tons of features into a WordPress theme, it slows it down, especially if you're going to be on a shared hosting solution. You're going to have about 70 or 80% of just feature creep or just bloat in your theme that's going to slow everything down. So to take a step back, what I would recommend is that you sidestep, as I, as I mentioned, sidestep a lot of these multi-purpose themes that you know boast thousands and thousands of features and look for ones that are clean, simple, and easy to use. At the, at the end of the day, those are going to uh, help you not only get up and running quickly, but also will get out of the way the uh, extra bloat that adds to you know slow loading times and just generally the more moving parts there are. In a website, the more likely there is for something to go wrong. So those are some things to keep in mind if you're doing a premium WordPress theme. Okay, so in addition to you know some of the features and a lot of what I've I've spoken about have been kind of general tips and advice when you're picking out a WordPress theme. I don't really have a specific one that I can offer. Again, I I would always recommend notable themes, and I'll be talking about that more at length in uh, future episodes. But if notable themes, because they're pretty new, don't don't have something specific to fit your needs. I would just keep those things in mind, something simple, clean, easy to set up, not bloated with tons of unnecessary features that you're never going to use, and that fits your particular needs and goals. But another thing to keep in mind, in addition to those, uh, you know, and to the actual features that are packed into that theme, is pricing. So that's what a lot of people are concerned with when they're starting out with. So, you know, how much is this theme going to cost? How much should I be uh, how much should I be expecting to pay? And as you might have guessed, the uh, the answer to that question is it depends. And it depends, again, on if you're buying it through a place like Theme Forest or Elegant Themes 
or Genesis, or even just a ton of different other independent theme websites out there that sell themes. And a lot of what is taken into account is going to be more about the market for which that theme is intended a lot more than what that theme actually does. So I found an interesting article on online that was written by Chris Lima, and I highly recommend you check it out. And it says, what should a WordPress theme cost? Now, this is this article was meant uh, more for developers, but still really interesting to keep in mind as you're doing your own searching and hunting for your own WordPress theme, what you should or can be expecting to pay. Um, and so what it's, uh, it actually dives into is some of the pricing. And so he uses as an example the pricing of hotels to kind of illustrate it. So I'm just going to read a little bit from it. And I do recommend you check this out uh, at length. I will leave a link to this whole, to this article, which I do recommend you read uh, in its entirety. But I'll leave it uh, in today's show notes, which is just uh, rightlydesignedshow.com slash 14. So that's rightlydesignedshow.com slash 14. And you'll be able to find the link to this article in its entirety in the show notes. So it says, let's look at hotels for a second. I can't help but use non-technical examples when I explain things. Developers reading this will be like, come on, get to it. But a lot of things are more easily explained when we're thinking of shared experiences and pricing digital products is most definitely not a shared experience. I normally stay in five different types of hotels. When I vacation with my families to a resort, it's normally part of a Hilton Grand Vacations. When I travel just with my wife on a nice trip, it's normally a Ritz-Carlton. When I take my kids with us, but it's not a big vacation, we stay at Embassy Suites or Doubletree. When I travel alone on the weekends for conferences, I stay at the Westin. When I travel alone on weekdays for work, I often stay at the Hampton Inn. Each hotel offers me something that makes sense for the kind of trip, but at different prices. My nightly cost can range from $75 to $175, or I'm sorry, to $750. That's a huge swing. The fact, uh, the fact that it exists tells us something very specific about a night's stay, that it exists both in the necessity and luxury good categories. It also tells us that several segments exist for a night's stay, from business traveler to family vacationer and more. And in each segment, we've seen competitors spring up as well as substitutes, like Homewood Suites, Embassy Suites, Spring Hill Suites, which push each of them to add more features and bring prices down. To sum up the experience we have all likely had in hotel space, different segments exist, substitutes, uh, substitutes exist in every segment, and pricing changes by segment and substitutes apply pricing pressure. Okay, so as the WordPress theme space matures, you shouldn't be surprised in any market that survives long enough to mature if we see these same dynamics play out. The result is that WordPress theme cost will also see big variances. Two forces will fight against each other in a positive way. Segmentation will create new tiers of higher price themes. In segment uh, competition, uh, su substitution products, will push prices in that segmentation lower. And with all those changes, we'll be left with the main question, the point of this post. What should a WordPress theme cost? So anyways, he goes into these. The main point of going through this is the fact that there are many different types of needs for a WordPress theme. So he's comparing it to 
um, he, he's comparing it more to the hotel where you've got two sides of the aisle, really. You've got the necessity of just needing a place to stay, and then you've also got a more of a luxury type thing where you just you want to be able to do more and have more freedom and flexibility. So the same type of thing applies to WordPress themes in the sense that you just, uh, on the lower end of the spectrum, you know, for example, the Westin or something like that as an example that he used, you just need something up and running. You don't want it to be, you know, complete junk, but you it needs to work properly. But, it, you know, it's going to be simple. It's the bare bones. Then you have the, you know, the higher end. And I can't remember a specific that he had mentioned for the higher end type of hotel. But you have a higher end that you just want to have, you know, more bells and whistles or better designed or works better on mobile. Which, by the way, always, always, always ensure that your theme that you, whatever theme that you choose works very well across mobile devices. Uh, the mobile device market continues to grow every year and it will continue to do so in all likelihood. So always make sure that you're checking it out on your phone and your tablet to make sure that the, the site loads quickly and properly and reads functionally across all devices. But then he goes on and he lists some different theme types and how much you may expect to pay throughout this. So I would recommend checking this article out. Again, I mentioned the, uh, the link to the show notes, um, but he's got some different uh, options here where you can go and you can link to some different places uh, where you can check some themes out as examples. But number one, he says blogger themes. So if you're a blogger, he says what you can expect to pay is anywhere between free, so a lot of free themes are meant for bloggers, to $40. The next one he mentions is portfolio themes. So if you're the type of person who's showing off artwork or photography or you're a designer, pricing ranges a lot of times between $50 and $150. Then there's the speaker author conference themes. So these are, you know, the type, a lot of individuals or entrepreneurs. Going to have pricing between $150 to $300. And so he goes into a little bit more detail about why specifically that, it, that is. He says, wait, what? Am I telling you that a theme in this niche should cost someone $300 they can, when they can go to Theme Forest and get it for 60 And he says, yes. Yes, I am. Because we've left the realm of just show, uh, just show of my writing and show of my art. And we've now stepped into themes that need to take into account the serious and challenging, quote, call to action. So uh, the, the article goes on. It's a pretty long one. Again, I recommend you check it out in its entirety at rightlydesignedshow.com slash 14. Um, but in essence, it's just meant to illustrate the fact that the theme pricing, the theme functionality uh, are largely going to be dependent upon what you're going to do with it. Are you just looking to open up a blog? You want just a basic product-based website do you want a website that is more marketing driven and has calls to action and that sort of thing built in? So those are all questions to answer and to plan out and to take into consideration when you're purchasing a pre-built WordPress theme. And also when you are, uh, when you've decided on one, just to ensure that it's going to have all the features and all the things that you need. So again, I recommend you check that out, rightlydesignedshow.com slash 14, and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. Have a question about design, branding, marketing, or WordPress? Take a quick moment to visit rightlydesign.com slash question and record your question for the show. 
If it's featured in an episode, we'll send you a free Rightly Designed idea book as our thanks. Get all the information at rightlydesigned.com slash question. Okay, now that I've taken a little bit of time to talk about premium WordPress themes, and again, that's a huge topic. There's tons of different themes out there, as I mentioned. So I just recommend you just take those things into account. If you decide you want to go for a premium WordPress theme, uh, just keep those things in mind as you're doing your hunting. The second type of theme to take into consideration is a child theme. Now, a child theme works out really well. If you find a premium WordPress theme that's good, that works for you, that you like the style and the layout and that sort of thing, but you just want to add some extra features to it. Let's say maybe there's a, a specific post type, like you want to be able to add books or you want to be able to add events or views or something that's just you can't add well with a plugin and you just want a little bit of extra functionality added in there or even a, a different style of layout. And a child theme allows a developer to go in there and gain quite a bit more control over the theme. Now the ability, now the additional control and functionality that a developer is able to add on top of a premium WordPress theme with a child theme is dependent largely upon how that premium WordPress theme was coded. So that will depend some on that. However, if you're purchasing a WordPress theme, and again, if there's just a situation where, yeah, you know, I just want to be able to change this, but the theme doesn't let me, or I just want to take the design to the next level. I want to be able to add this kind of style to the theme. Then a, a child theme starts come uh, starts becoming a pretty good option. Now, again, if you are not someone who writes PHP and knows the WordPress core and writes WordPress themes, it's not something you'll be able to do. You will need a developer, a uh, designer and a developer, or depending upon, you know, the skill set of the person that you're working with. So, um, but it is a great way to be able to take a WordPress theme to the next level. This is kind of a great option to, that bridges the gap. Let's say you're not quite ready to do a fully custom WordPress theme, but the WordPress theme that you're working with currently isn't quite doing it for you. Uh, this is a great uh, middle ground type step that you can take to kind of bridge the gap between the two. And it's this works out really great too if you're working with a theme that's very niche specific, you know, something like even the Get Notice theme by Michael Hyatt is a common one that um, I personally uh, created child themes on because it's just, it's a great theme. It's got a specific market and then it's uh, it's built really well in the, in the sense that you're able to create, uh, do quite a bit with it natively, but also with child themes uh, on top of it. So child themes are pretty basic. That's the general uh, gist of them. And again, it's something that you would need a developer to work with you on. But it's, again, a great option to be able to take a WordPress theme beyond its native functionality. And the last kind is the is having a completely custom WordPress site uh, or custom WordPress theme built for you. Now, for a lot of people starting out, this just really isn't an option because having a custom WordPress theme built is quite the process. It involves, you know, nailing down the design. It involves once you get the design nailed down, then you have to go through the process of, you know, the, the developer has to go through the process of coding that out, adding all the features and the functionalities. However, what I typically recommend is that if you can do a, a completely custom WordPress theme, do a completely custom WordPress theme. There's a lot of different reasons for this because in the long run, 
a custom WordPress theme has a lot of added benefits. And then number one, for a lot of the different uh, times I've implemented custom WordPress themes is a custom branded aspect to it. So the whole theme from top to bottom is completely unique, crafted and designed to fit your particular brand. Kind of an analogy I like to use from time to time is if you had an option to start a brand new business and that business, you could either hunt around town and try to find a building in which you would fit your business into. So let's say you're opening up a retail shop and you had to hunt around town, find a building that kind of worked and then just fit your business within it. Or let's say that you had a vacant space where you got to work with an architect and designers and go through and custom craft the shape, the style, the size of that uh, that building and everything that went into it was custom molded to fit your brand, your style and everything else. Just think about the impact that that would have far above and beyond just renting out another one, uh, you know, just renting out a building that already exists. So the same type of, you know, the same concept applies when you can apply all the effort, the energy, the thought uh, into your own custom theme, it, the outcome can be 10 times better if it's done well. Another added benefit of having one custom created is that in the long run, if you work with you know a designer or developer that enables you to do this and you want to make sure that you would work out the licensing is, but you can actually resell that theme. If it works out well and you add the features into it that make it unique and really easy to use and you've got an audience that's really similar to you, you can resell it. So it's actually very similar to, I already mentioned previously, the Get Notice theme. That's very similar to what Michael Hyatt's actually done with his theme. So again, he's got a great theme and it's worked really well for his brand. So he was able to create a variation of it that he could then turn around and sell to his audience. And that was all possible because he had a custom WordPress theme built for his particular needs and for his particular brand. So, you know, even if you, you know, don't want to resell it or, you know, it's it's just something that you're going to use for yourself, you have the added benefit of, as I mentioned before, that with a lot of these multi-purpose themes, they try to do everything. They try to pack every single theme or theme option and functionality and feature in that they possibly can and, and weigh it down. Having one custom coded means that you can have uh, some really fancy extra features added to the theme and to its functionality without the added bloat and weight of having, you know, the 20 or 30 or even 70% of the features you don't need. So the great added benefit is you get a clean, customized, completely brand centric design on the front end and on the back end you have all the features that you need to make that site work. So the great thing about WordPress is that developing a custom theme for it pretty much opens up, you know, all the possibilities. You know, the sky's the limit. You know, you can do a a news website, you could do a blog, you know, I've actually even created task managers and to-do lists built off the WordPress framework. So again, the the sky is the limit when it comes to going custom. So again, you know, one of the, you know, the the pluses to going with a pre-built theme is that it's going to be more affordable, it's going to be faster, uh, but you're going to be limited by what that theme enables you to do. Now, on the custom WordPress theme route, of course, that's going to cost more. It's going to take more time, but in the the product that you'll end up with when you're when you're all said and done can be something that you can leverage to a much further degree than you can with something that's pre-built. And then of course we have the child themes, which is just something that kind of bridges the gap between the two. 
So those are some of the different options that you have. I recommend that you just kind of hunt around, keep those things in mind, and just take some things into consideration. Uh, for your particular brand or business, what is going to fit you know, your goals and your plans best? And uh, just take those things running and moving forward. So I do recommend you just uh, check out rightlydesignedshow.com slash 14 for the show notes and for more information uh, that where you can find uh, some different premium WordPress themes, as well as the article I referred to previously. So I really do appreciate you tuning into the program and we'll see you next week. Enjoying the Rightly Designed Show? Please consider taking a quick moment to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or the channel of your choice. Visit rightlydesign.com slash show for links to these channels and more.